1: Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Bubba, if you can believe this or not, this is podcast number one hundred and seventy-two. Oh, come on! It, it is not. It is. Wow. And uh, today we'll be talking with Granger Smith. Uh, you know, Granger Smith has has been uh, you know part of the country music uh, world. I'm talking about award-winning, platinum-selling country music singer songwriter. Uh, he, he has a book out now, uh, and I, I had the honor to, to read it called, uh, like a river, uh, finding faith and strength to move forward, uh, after loss and heartache. And Granger Smith joins us now on Rick and Bubba university. Granger, thanks for being with us.
0: Hey guys. Thanks for having
1: me again. Uh, Granger, we got to get this out of the way.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen we're just glad to have you on we yeah. love you right we're fans yeah. uh I, I love your humor and uh how you have performed over the years and of course that kind of leads us into what uh, we're going to talk about today but it, it's an honor for us to have you on
0: oh thank you guys it's a, it's an honor to be here
1: so granger we you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to be sensitive to something and i'm just gonna follow your lead because since since we have been there and we're going to talk about the book, and, and it leads to you know what this decision you've made with your music career as well, uh, which is a very big uh, uh, decision. But um, I when, when my wife had to do the book tour when, when she wrote her book, and, and you and I are in a club that neither one of us wants to be in, uh, and that's of parents who have had to bury their children, uh, and it's a very difficult, hard thing. And what Sherry told me about the book tour, she said the hardest thing about it is when people kept asking me to relive it every time I would start the interview. And I kind of took a note of that with us having this interview today. So we certainly don't have to do that. We can just speak in general. Uh, but but I do want to talk about, you know, the, the book. And if you're going to talk about the book, we, we do have to start with this event that took place in your life in, in 2019 uh, and how it impacted you in a major, major way, as you would expect, but maybe in ways some people might not expect. Um, so talk a little bit about, first of all, when did you decide you were going to take on, Hey, I'm going to write a book about all the things that we've seen God do.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for the sensitivity to that. And, uh, I I know you do understand and your wife understands And I will say, you know, that I didn't, I didn't write a book and neither did your wife so that we could put it in the closet and not talk about it. Right. Uh, so although it is difficult, it's, essential that we do talk about it. And a lot of times we're speaking to people that have never heard any of the story before ever.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So uh, sometimes it's just plain necessary to, to relive it and to tell it again as difficult as it is so that there could be a greater good that comes from it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So, so you, you were with your children and river uh, who was your youngest son at the time, um, uh, it had something that is, that is, that's happened really, honestly, far too many times. And that's small children in bodies of water and, and swimming pools. And, uh, and man, they can, they can get out of your sight and they can, you can turn around and you're like, where, where did they go? And, uh, unfortunately your son, uh, did, did, uh, fall into the pool just as my son did. And, uh, and, and he did not survive that. And, uh, and so take us to the, the, you know, in the book, you know, you do a good job of taking us through the hospital, through the times of hope mm-hmm. in the beginning, I think you're like a lot of people, you you're saying I, this is, this is going to end with him being alive. And, and, uh, and it's obvious, yes. you know, because you, you know, you don't want to think that it wouldn't turn out that way. So, so talk to us about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely right. I was there with them in the backyard and I was watching all three kids The boys were playing water gun fight. Uh, we had a gated pool. So there, there wasn't a lot of thought about it. You know, when right. you have a gated pool and you're outside of the gate, you don't really think about it. And plus it'd been three years, you know, and yeah. 10, if you or seven, if you count my daughter. So hadn't really thought about it, but, uh, I was doing gymnastics with my daughter and it got quiet and I thought, where's river and i looked back and he had gotten in there and he was in the pool in the middle of the pool so uh, at that point the the first uh, optimism i had was i thought as soon as i flipped him over he was going to be kind of coughing and scared and i was going to yeah. say buddy how'd you get in here you know you're not supposed to get in this gate yeah. how'd you do this you know but that's that was the the first denial and that that fell through because he was completely lifeless and uh but, but then I still was optimistic because it had not been very long, just a minute or two or th- right, maybe yeah. three maximum. Uh, I was standing right there. It just couldn't have been very long. And then the, the emergency services got there. We live out in the country. We did. And, and, uh, so that, that is the, that took about 10 minutes for the emergency services to get there. And so I, I started to lose a little bit of hope, be, just because he was unconscious for so long. But when they got there, they immediately got his heartbeat back with a shock machine, you know. And so then I thought, again, here comes the optimism again. And and it's you said it perfectly. It, it, it I kept thinking, well, there's no way right. that he's going to die. Right? You know, this, it, like, I, I started thinking, maybe he's going to have some problems, and he's going to be very sick. Maybe we're going to go through months and months of therapy. I was kind of think I was kind of putting it there as the worst case scenario, but surely he's not going to die and um it wasn't until uh, the next day when the first doctor came in and said there is a zero chance of him coming back and and keep in mind, he looks beautiful laying on the bed, he's all his colors back, he's got the breathing machine on his heartbeat is is fine. The doctor says there's nothing in his brain, there's nothing going on. So then we needed a second opinion and a second crew came in and they said, yeah, we got to confirm what the first doctor said. There's a zero percent chance. And I said, zero, I said, zero. So it wasn't until all the way then that I started thinking, maybe this is real.
1: Yeah. And, and so you, you guys had to make a decision as well about him possibly being able to give life to others that was a big moment because it kind of changed your whole timeline.
0: Yeah, it did. And and I just came out of nowhere. My wife brought that up. And so that was that same meeting with the second group of doctors. When they were giving us the second opinion, Amber said, well, I want to donate his organs. And everyone had kind of looked at her. We hadn't discussed it. We hadn't talked about it. And even she, to this day admits that she didn't, it just popped out. She just, she just thought well he's perfect he's got a perfect little body except for his brain right and uh we somebody might really need this this perfect little body so the doctor said well that's going to kick back the timeline about 24 hours cuz now we have to search for a the, the proper recipients for his organs and so we we continued and we stayed there another night
1: so this this kind of led to the journey of now, as as we've all have talked about, when when this kind of trauma takes place in your life, uh, I know I know for those of us that have been through it, the first thing you start trying to think about is, and it is the question. I know it's not a new question, and and you you're not afraid of it in the book, and Sherry wasn't afraid of it either. Matter of fact, she went to to find out everything we could possibly ever want to know. Is where is God in all this? Now at this time you, if anybody would have asked you, even at this moment, if you were redeemed and, and, and you were a a Christian, you would have said without hesitation. Yes. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. And, and of course, like a lot of families, you talk about that your wife maybe was a little further down the road in her spiritual maturity, uh, because of your job. I mean, you, you were on the road a lot. And a lot of times you being on the road made it impossible for you to be in church with the family as often as she was in church with the kids. That That's accurate, correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you know, I could tell you guys this here, but the, the, that's the real reason I wrote the book. Amen. It really is. That is the real reason is to, to spread the gospel and hopefully shake up somebody that is stuck in a cultural Christianity uh, like I was and and I know that there's millions that oh, are oh yeah uh but I I wrote I it might be masked in the idea of let me help you get through some grief right <laughs> but I have a far greater reason for people to read this book and it's it's beyond um let, let me help you feel better after losing grandma right uh, this is <laughs> are you safe? Right. Do you know Jesus, you know, right. that, that's yeah. that's what the book is. Well, I, lo- I don't I don't lead, I don't lead with that, but you understand.
1: Well, we get there though. We sure do get there. Uh let, let me tell you this though. One one of the, my favorite parts and it's like I was actually reading it and I found myself saying it with you even before you said it. And you and you're not trying to tell people that self-help stuff is is of no value but you were a big, uh, proponent of all the different self-help stuff. You would, you would eat those books like Bubba and I eating biscuits and you loved all that. (laughs) You were very disciplined, you know, and, 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 and you loved all that. And then you, you realized pretty quick and I was saying it with you, even when I got to the I said, Oh, he's going to, he's going to say it too. The problem with self-help programs is the word self.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. How, uh, how counter Christianity can that be when Jesus says, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself." Right. Yeah. Deny himself, and self-help says, "Embrace yourself." Right. It's the it's the it's the exact opposite. And I was caught in that. I was eating up those books. I was, uh, I had a busy schedule, still do, but but I relied on those books to to reinforce that I was the deciding factor on if I had success, of course, God, of course, I'm a cultural Christian. So, yeah. I, you know, believe right and, yeah. so I believe all the yeah, right yeah,
1: things. Yeah. I believe all the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, uh, but in the end, at the end of the day, it was me getting up early. It was me going to work out and doing my affirmations and my gratitude journal. And it was, it was me doing that stuff. You know, that's, that's, that's what I thought until life hit hard enough when I didn't work at all.
1: Self wasn't enough. We'll come back. Our conversation will continue. The book is called Like a River by Granger Smith as we continue to walk through it when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so it, it, some of you right now are listening to this podcast on Raycons. I mean, Bubba, Raycon. sounds so good. Raycon earbuds, let me tell you what I, I love about them. Is a lot of time first of all, I didn't like some of the other brands. I felt kind of silly the way they looked hanging out of my ears <laughs> and all this. But I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to have premium audio, you know, I got to have these, no matter how silly they may look or uncomfortable, how they keep falling out. But that's not true. Raycon premium audio brands are as good and better than the competition. But here's the good news: for about half the price, and we're about to get you an additional fifteen percent off. But let me tell you firsthand, Greg was talking on the show. He said, "You know, I was even out cutting wood, and these earbuds stayed in uh, because they have these gel tips. They're a lot more more they're a lot more comfortable. Uh, I love uh, that uh, that I can customize them because I've kind of got a weird ear canal, and I've noticed that I found the the gel tip that worked best for me. And and if you're moving around, trying to do a little better, doing work in the yard, they don't fall out." And, and you'll love that. And we've had people tell us that they've washed them in their clothing and they still worked. So they're very durable as well. And they've got sound profiles, 32 hour battery life, eight hours of playtime, uh, so, you can listen to what you want to. And I like that I can listen to that for a really long time. I can hear the entire archive of the show. So, why don't you go right now uh, and create your own soundtrack with Raycons? Right now, the uh, the listeners to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, get 15% off their Raycons order by going to buyraycon, that's R A Y, buyraycon.com slash Rick Bubba Pod. That's buyraycon.com slash Rick Pod. Save 15% on premium audio from Raycons. Granger Smith is our guest on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, like a River is the name of the book, and uh, and we we hit briefly, but I think for our time, Granger, one of the things that that was being used against you, which is very common, uh, is when you've been through this kind of trauma, you know, you, you didn't realize it at the time, but I want to get to that moment when you did realize it. Uh, the adversary began to use this against you and, and what began to haunt you was the visions. And I remember even in our own deals, Sherry and I praying about, Lord, please take away the visions of, of these horrible, you know, scenes of, of, of this kind of trauma. And you were really being tortured uh, by the memory of the incident. And, and you, you started going down some roads that that seemed to help with that, but ultimately you were jarred that these things were actually being used against you, not for you. Can you kind of, can you kind of give us? Then we don't have to do the whole book here, and I don't want to do that because people need to read it. But this Rick will mo- do that to you, Grant. You got to be careful. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm the kind of guy. i tell you how the movie <laughs> ends. No, I'm the kind of guy. If no. I saw the movie, don't go near me because I, you're, you're going to hear it. <laughs> so I don't want to do that. But this part of your life is so crucial because this is the turning point uh, on on, yes, what, on what happened. And so walk us through you trying to self-medicate your way through this and ultimately what that led to.
0: Yes, sir. That, that is the, the, I called it the slideshow, those visions.
1: Yeah. And
0: that is, it was just crippling. It was probably the worst thing about uh, all of my, the the deepest grief that I was in the probably the worst part was shutting off the slideshow. And that was just images that would repeat in different orders. It would be quick. They would be um, sometimes random. Sometimes when I'm talking to somebody else, sometimes in the middle of the night, I would wake up and there it is, but it would come throughout the day without warning. And it would be river face down in the pool. Yeah. I crash in, pick them up. It would be the ambulances arriving. It would be they're wheeling them down in a cart in the in the hospital. There would be the doctor saying, there's a 0% chance there would be scenes from the funeral and seeing my little son Lincoln with his hand on his brother's coffin. There would, and it would repeat and it would just kind of, I would get stuck in there. And the more I thought about it in hindsight, it's like the human brain when it goes through extreme trauma, it can't understand. It can't calculate why something happened. So it reruns it over and over looking for a glitch, looking for a, an answer, so mm-hmm. that they can just put that file away right. and say, okay, now, now we know what happened. Let's put the file away. But instead it's just that spinning wheel of death, like like on a computer or a phone. That's what's happening in the brain after this extreme trauma. I've thought so much about it, but that, that is, that was the worst part. I couldn't function. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I had no appetite and it just kept pouring on me. And so I did, what any man would do when he's drowning himself he just does anything to find the air so i was looking to find the air looking to breathe somehow i was uh doubled down on self self-help that didn't work uh, amber and i went to therapy that helped for a little bit but ultimately didn't stop the slideshow um i started uh self-medicating with weed pins you know the little vape vape pins that we can get in colorado and that that helps sometimes but that ended up, what, what that ended up doing was it numbed me so much that then I that felt good. And I thought, well, I better keep that pen with me all the time. Because then I would get nervous that, well, what if the numbness wears off and the slideshow comes back and I can't handle it? And eventually, after a few months of that, it did come back with a vengeance when I was thought I was numb and after I had gone to therapy and after I thought everything would work when the slideshow came back then, that's when I knew I was under complete attack and I had no weapons to fight this enemy.
1: Can we go to the tour bus? So you, you, this self medication helps you to return back to being the country music star uh, because for a while you were doing your days, but you were just a robot. You weren't really interacting with anybody. You weren't hanging out with the guys and the crew and all that. And, yep. and, and so due to self-medication, you incorrectly thought I'm past it. I'm back. And you're out there and the crowds are there and you're feeling it again. And the guys are like, Hey, we're heading over to the local bar, uh, to have a few mm-hmm. drinks. And for the first time in a long time, you decided to go with them and tell us what happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Harmless. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that just sounds like a normal night. Sounds harmless. let go have a couple drinks with the guys. And, uh, you know i've never been a, a huge drinker uh and it, and it's funny because that goes back to the those old self-help days yeah you know it's like <laughs> ah that slows you down that you feel <laughs> bloated you you don't sleep as well you can't get up as early so i would minimize that just so that i could be i could handle the early fights and and all the stuff i was juggling so I never was really a heavy drinker but this night i was like man let's celebrate i feel i feel pretty good again i wouldn't necessarily say i'm past it but I haven't smiled and laughed and felt normal in a long time. So yeah, let's go. Let's go have a few drinks. So we went to this little, little bitty local bar that no one was in, but us just the band and the crew. And I missed those guys. You know, I hadn't seen them in a long time because I had been retreating and just going through the motions and going back to my bus and hiding. And so it was nice. I felt like a normal human again, to sit on the bar stool and laugh and, and talk about the old times and talk about some funny memories and, and dream about the future again. But I had four or five of those walked outside. It was in Boise, Idaho, and it was freezing cold. And I thought, man, I am not walking straight. <laughs> right. You know, and I, I went back to the bus and I remember I was fumbling with the keypad, the lock, the key lock on the bus. And I had punched that number a thousands, thousands <laughs> of times. Couldn't remember it. I was just like, what. Man, my brain is so scattered. Is it five? It, was it the start with a three? I finally got in, and kind of still not really alarmed by this, but kind of stumbled to the back to the back of the bus, and and I, that's when I thought, you know what? I don't think I've been drunk since I lost River, mm-hmm. and how will my mind handle the slideshow mm. when it's inebriated, yeah. when it can't handle? when it's when it's already uh, not thinking straight, how am I gonna? How am I going to apply what I learned in therapy and all these little self help tools that I tried to support myself on. And so I thought, well, best thing to do is the weed pin. So I hit the weed pin. And then I was sitting there for a second. And I thought, man, I don't know if I feel anything. And then all of a sudden, the slideshow hit, Mm -hmm. and it was bad, it was vivid. And I couldn't stop anything. And that's uh, everything crashed. It was like, The whole game of Jenga just crashed in front of on the table for me. I just thought all these little sticks I had built and stacked perfectly. And it was all a a straw house, man. And it all fell. And I lost my mind. I lost my mind. And that's when I knew this was war. I was in a war. I was attacked by an enemy that I couldn't see. It was much more powerful than me. And I had nothing to defend myself. And I was a goner.
1: And you reached for a gun and, yep. and Bubba and I both have glocks <clears throat> and you very vividly in the book described, we know they don't really have a safety, but they've got a double <clears throat> trigger and we all know that pressure point. Yep. And you were there and what happened?
0: Well, it hurt so bad. That pain hurt so bad. And it was a, it was a culmination of, of so many months of this. I just thought, well, I know how to finally make the slideshow go away permanently. It's right here. And it, and my mind was so weak at that point, you know, between the alcohol and the weed pen and, and my grieving mind and the guilt and the shame and all piled into one. I was at the lowest point I've ever been in hands down. And I got that Glock and I squeezed on that and I knew that pressure point. And I just thought I was sitting there. It seemed like forever it was probably just moments but i remember feeling very vividly an overwhelming thought that said this is the way here's the rest here's the peace. all you got to do is squeeze Mm. and i thought what why i would never think that and then i and then i thought uh my my two kids uh, london and lincoln came to my mind And I saw their faces all in that moment. And I said, save me, Jesus, save me. Slideshow stopped. I dropped the Glock on the bed.
1: We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation with Granger Smith, his book, Like a River. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. So Patriot Mobile, you know, every day we hear another familiar brand selling out their customers, you know, some of this woke stuff and. Frankly, let's be honest. We're, we're we're getting sick and tired of this, and uh, it's like, look this this world has lost its way completely. Like, well, well yeah. done. And you know what you think. I don't have any choice. I don't have anywhere else to go. Well, mobile companies, um, uh, a lot of them are just going off the deep end end with this, but you do have a choice. Patriot Mobile, this is good news. Uh, You can switch today. It's the only Christian conservative wireless provider offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to Uh, in your area, minus all of the propaganda from the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you do support free speech, that you do support uh, you able to express your spiritual convictions and sanctity of life and Second Amendment and our military and veterans and first responder heroes uh, are always taken care of by Patriot Mobile. They got a 100% U.S.-based customer service team making the switching easier. All you got to do, okay, you can keep your same phone number too if you want to is go to patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba, patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba, or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the code RICKBUBBA. Again, free activation with the code RICKBUBBA. patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba, or call 878-PATRIOT. We're back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Granger uh, Granger Smith is with us today, his book, Like a River. And, uh, but I'll tell you one thing the same we just went through, Bubba Gripping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, where do we go from here, Granger? Yes. Yeah, so tell us what, what, what happened, uh, after this? Well, believe it
0: or not, that was the beginning for me.
1: Yeah. Not the that end. night.
0: That night was the catalyst. It was the very beginning because I can't, I can't overstate this because I know, I know what it's like to be a cultural Christian. Yeah. Me too. But I I can't overstate the fact that that name Jesus shut everything down for me, brought me that rest that I needed in the moment, not not permanently, but just what I needed in the moment. And, and I can't overstate that. I don't know if I ever really believed that before that, that, that he could do that. And so that that began a journey for me. It's like, okay, well, I grew up in a Christian home and I did the Sunday school and I did church and did the young life camps. And I know a few scriptures and I know what Jesus did on the cross, but is this stuff real? Is this stuff, I mean, is this, is he saying what I think he's saying? I should put it that way. Yeah. When Jesus says certain things in the Bible, like I mentioned earlier, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, if anyone will come after me, if, if, if he says these things then are we supposed to take him for his word, right? Or are we underestimating everything that he's ever said? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Are we supposed to take him at his word at that? Because I don't think I ever did. I, I took my, I found my rest in self-help and myself and vacations and 401ks. That's where my rest and peace was. But it was really nice to say that Jesus gave rest but did I really trust it? So I, that began a journey for me. And it was, um, several months, a deep dive. I thought I need a preacher. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. Mm-hmm. And I went on YouTube and I found Billy Graham and I started watching countless hundreds of Billy Graham sermons on YouTube. And that was kicking my algorithm up now. So now my YouTube mm-hmm. algorithm is putting it, introducing me to new things. And I went down this deep dive. Until I found him.
1: So when you when you, and, and that's that's what Scripture says too. And I loved you said, do we really believe? Even if we know Scripture or we've heard Scripture, do we believe it? And 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 you're living out. He said, if you will seek me, I tell people this all the time, you will find me. God does not say, yeah. well, if you really seek me, I pro- I probably hide from you. <laughs> uh, good luck. You yeah. might find me. He says, seek yeah. me and you will find me. And I think the thing you keep going back to uh, of Matthew 11, and, of course, Luke talks about it in, in Luke 9, 23. I was with you, too. I kept I kept focusing in on this deny yourself from Jesus. And I started yeah. researching, and I realized yeah. that the Greek being used here, because, you know, when I see that back to self-help and being kind of a cultural Christian, when I heard Jesus said deny yourself, you know what I thought? Oh, so i become a better version of me. And 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 I and I realize and I realize that the Greek there says, no, you don't exist at all. Because the next thing he said was pick up your cross. What he says is he will change you into something completely new, nothing like you were before. You now become Granger in Christ, Bubba in Christ, yeah. Rick in Christ. And then we move forward. And and, yeah. and, and 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 count the cost, which that what does that mean? Let me tell you what it's going to cost you. It will absolutely cost you your sin. And, 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 and my biggest holdback was, I'm not sure I love you more than my sin. Uh, yeah. and, 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 so these kind of things, God loves us enough that he uses yeah. even trauma to say, I'm going to give you your best shot. And, and, you know, he used river to save your life.
0: Absolutely. Without hesitation, without hesitation, but further than that, not, not just my life. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh. Lord willing, a lot of people, amen, through Rivers' message,
1: right,
0: and I, that that all happened. That all came together for me on March first, and so uh, doing the math, that that dark night in Boise was in September, or excuse me, December. So you fast forward a an extreme deep dive. March first rolls around, and this is in 2020, and I was just searching and searching and watching and listening. And I was still reading uh, 365-day type devotional stuff. That's what I was still kind of going to. But I was driving down a county road in Texas on March 1st in the morning, blue sky, beautiful in Texas in March. And I was listening to a pastor on YouTube, and he was preaching out of John 14. And he says, the disciple asked Jesus, Lord, why is it? That you manifest yourself to us, but not to the rest of the world. I'm listening, you know, got my hands on the steering wheel. Look, staring out the windshield. Pastor continues. Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Yeah. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. And I knew it right then. I knew it through those words. Through that small gospel message, my eyes were opened. And I knew, first of all, I knew I was loved. I knew I was redeemed and restored and healed. I was an adopted son ransomed by the blood of Christ. This all happened. I I knew that I was saved from that night in Boise. But the difference was, Jesus says, if anyone loves me, let me show you. Let me tell everyone else how I could tell who loves me or not. Right. It's those ones that keep my word. Right. And right then I thought I looked around. I thought, what's his word? (laughs) I don't know it all. Right. I want to know it all. I want to know every I I don't want to skip anything that he said. So I I went home. I mean, I U turned. I went home. I told Amber, I said, we're giving up on these devotionals right now. We're going straight to the Bible. We're going to open up. I don't know. Where should we start? How about Matthew one? That's a good start. That seems like a good place. Mm -hmm. The birth of Christ. Matthew one. We're going to start right there. We're going to start reading forward. And we started e- just eating it up like it was living bread. And we got to the end of revelation. And then I said, well, we got to go back to Genesis because Jesus said that the prophets were talking about him. So we got to go back. Cause I don't want to miss any word. If he loves me and I'm keeping his word, how do I do that? If I don't know all of it. So that, that was the mindset I was in. And then, and then as I started reading and I started learning who God was, as revealed in his word, I was transformed. I was a new creation.
1: Well, and and you know it, we're going to come back and, and talk about because the, the next decision that you make and, and, and we're talking about this and I, we want to hear how this decision was made because there's a lot of people that'll be looking at this and they'll be tilting their head and you know what you just said to me and I had a very similar uh, uh, awakening when I saw that I was supposed to be a disciple and make disciples and teach them all he commanded. And as you said in John 14, mm. and I'm supposed to obey all he commanded. Well, both of those things are impossible if I don't know what he commanded. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a difficult climb. <laughs> and so we we have to know. But you're making a decision about your country music career. And I know to you this doesn't seem as odd as it does to the world. I got all that. But what we want you to do when we come back is tell us how that decision was made. Because you're going to have people saying, well, you got this great platform. you you got these people that will come to see you. Uh, You're going to give up the influence of that, even with your newfound faith. What was it that made you decide that this tour that you're on, like a river, will be the last tour as far as you being a country music singer-songwriter? And we'll talk about that when our podcast with Granger Smith continues on Rick and Bubba University. So, Bubba, you and I have been talking, I think, more than we want to, on the show about life insurance lately. Yeah, it's uh, been a hot topic. I just hasn't it? Uh, I tell you one thing: the life insurance companies sure did love you and me when we were young. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't seem to love the us. The love now. has gone they, away. <laughs> they yeah. do not like looking at it, We look like hospital bills right now, and uh, and and they're like, and if you go in the hospital, if you don't come out, then we're gonna have to pay somebody. Mm. Uh, the older you get, the harder it gets. But let me tell you something: right now, you need to make the move to the simplest way to make sure your family will be taken care of if you go on in before them. Okay? LadderLife.com slash Rick Bubba. This is look, this is what we need. You need you need term life insurance. If I die before my family, they get what? And and Ladder said, well this let's simplify that. And you're gonna love this number. It may shock you. If it's three million dollars in coverage or less, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork, and, and and you can do this, answer a few questions about your health in an application. People are loving them. They're getting four four 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot. They made Forbes magazine uh, the best life insurance list. Okay, In just a few minutes, all you need is a phone or a laptop to apply and then those algorithms that you heard Granger talking about, they work in real time and they'll find out if you're instantly approved. Now, the policies are issued by insurers that have long proven histories of paying claims. They, they're rated A and A plus by AM Best. So, Life insurance is gonna cost more. Trust your buddies, Rick and Bubba, as you get older. So get handle it now. Go to ladderlife.com slash Rick Bubba. That's L A D D E R Life.com slash Rick Bubba. Granger Smith is our guest. So Granger, you 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 we've hit the high points. Go read the book because there's so much more there about, you know, dealing with their house and and dealing with the family and all the things that they've been through. It it is a great read. We certainly can't cover all that today. That's why you need the book, uh, Like a River by Granger Smith. But it it, it has been publicly known that you have decided to make um, the Like a River tour your final tour. Tell us about that decision and and, and how it came to be. You know,
0: I'd look back on that uh, decision and I could trace it back through. I keep a, a morning journal. Every morning I got a little digital journal and I've been doing this for many years. And so I could easily look back on what was I saying on this day, two years ago, three years ago, last year. And so I started tracing back that, where did that come from? And it's, it's, it was slow. It wasn't, I didn't wake up and say, I'm going to leave music. It was very slow. And sometimes sanctification for us as a Christian is slow as we, C- certain things start to feel uh, either icky on us or we become less passionate in a lot of ways. that's I could say that about me, is that the Lord will raise m- certain passions for me and decrease others. Right. And we're, we're, we're not talking about sin or not sin here. Um, we're not talking about moral or immoral. We're talking about non-moral decisions. Sometimes the Lord will raise a passion in one non-moral decision and lower it in another one that's that started happening to me the first thing that happened was um i felt that a strong desire a passion to leave my record label because i just thought you know all my new reading and my new my new pursuit of christ and to learn everything about him and to know him fully chasing a a new album and a new single and trying to run it up the radio charts is getting in the way of that so it's i just kept thinking about it and then against everyone's advice uh, i decided to let them know that i was going to be backing out of the record deal and they were gracious about it thank goodness and then another year goes by and i'm starting tracing this back in my journal i'm starting to think the same thing about touring it's like golly i'm trying to i'm trying to know christ i'm trying to proclaim christ and make him great in the world and make him look as supreme as he is and yet when i'm touring i'm getting on a stage every night and making my name great and the way i could test it for myself was okay granger how do you feel if you walk on stage and no one cheers or if no one shows up for your concert it's like half full how do you feel and i would test myself and i go yeah i feel pretty crummy (laughs) i feel pretty bad that must be all about myself then i must need that i must be craving to exalt myself to proclaim myself to make my name great and if it's not i'm gonna i'm gonna be mad that somebody else is taking the crowd or these people don't know what they're missing here with me it was me 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 and as i kept continuing to test myself with that i thought you know what this is not lining up with being the disciple that i need to be it's blocking my ability to, to to see him in all his glory because i'm shadowing that with myself and as soon as i started thinking i think i'm gonna end this tour and think i'm gonna make a final tour i instantly started feeling peace about it i instantly felt good about it i instantly became more passionate about uh proclaiming his word on a different kind of stage on a different kind of platform and it's it's if god would say don't tell me how I get my glory. Mm. If I was going to say, but God, I can give you so much glory in country music. I have so many people I get on the stages and I'll proclaim your name. It's like God says, don't tell me that. I get my glory how I get my glory. I make your platform, not you. I tear down your platform, not you. So that's kind of where I am. Uh, just, just trying to be a servant and trying to learn him, but knowing still that. That proclaiming myself and making my name big is completely contradicting what the Bible is asking of me.
1: Do how did Amber and the kids receive it? Oh, the kids, we'll start with that. They they don't care. You know, they're just like <laughs> they were yeah, never impressed Dad. to begin with, were they?
0: <laughs> they were never impressed. It's funny because we have a lot of kid fans that come to our shows, and sometimes if I'm you know talking to the kids in my house and they're not listening to me I'll I'll say hey kids will line up to see me <laughs> you should care about me you should care about your dad but no that they, they uh they that stuff doesn't impress them uh I will say that they are especially my daughter cuz she's older and can understand more uh but she loves uh the preacher daddy in me <laughs> she loves that side of me uh, Amber on the other hand she has been on this journey with me. She's totally understanding. Um, she understands the whole passion argument. I am just getting less passionate about music touring. right? And I believe that the Lord gives us the the desires of our heart when we're fully seeking him. Yep. And that doesn't mean he gives us whatever we want. It means he gives us new wants. And Amber saw that and she sees that in me and she's fully supportive in it.
1: So Granger, what, what does it look like going forward? What are you going to be doing?
0: Yeah, that's a great, that's a good question. And, and it's funny because I've, I've kind of been using the line that the future is none of my business. <laughs> if, if I'm, if I'm completely trusting in a sovereign, providential God, and I just say, you know what, God, I'm going to stop this. Uh, I'm going to stop this dreaming as if I actually have the ability to dream my life into existence. That doesn't mean we don't responsibly plan. Right. And so my right. responsible, my responsible plan is, I have Yee, Yee Apparel with my brothers. I'll continue to have that. I have uh, a radio show with iHeart called After Midnight with Ranger Smith. Uh, I have my podcast, and I'll be getting out doing occasional um, speaking and preaching, Lord willing, at certain times. And more importantly, probably most importantly, right now, it's a it's a time of equipping for me. I'm learning. I'm I'm a seminary student at Southern Baptist, and I am. Um, learning from my own pastor here in our local church, we go to, we attend a small church and um, I am serving in a way that I've never been able to before because I've always had Sundays traveling, you know, so I've never, I've never been home on a Saturday night where I can get up early and take the family to church. And so that's the season I'm in right now.
1: Well, uh, I, I was so hoping you and I could have hung out a little bit. I was in Austin uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, Sherry and Amber were talking, and you were out of town when I was coming in. But I do hope we get to spend some time together. I'd love to. Uh, we'd love to get a chance to talk to you even more uh, uh, going forward. So um, keep praying about what you're doing. Uh, you did a great job with the book. And, and if those of you out there have not read the book, I would highly suggest you do like a river, uh, wherever, uh, books are sold, you can get that. And, uh, and Granger, we, uh, we look forward to watching what God's going to do. I, Amen. Was, yeah. I was, you know, you kind of hit on uh, Elizabeth Elliot made this great quote and Bubba's heard me say this a lot cause it really impacted me. You know, if the Lord is taking away your passion for something, the Lord said, he provides what we need. Those of us that are redeemed. He doesn't say he provides what we want. And Elizabeth Elliot yep. said, "So if he has taken something away, or he hasn't provided it, he's come to the conclusion that you don't need it. <laughs> you know, because he said he takes care of. I mean, you don't. You, you know, he gives you what you need. So if you ain't got it, you don't need it. Yes. And if he takes it away, Amen. From, if he takes it away from you, then he determined you didn't need it. And, and there's something and, good I, about being around home too. Yeah, there is.
0: That, that's right. And let me let me add to that what Elizabeth said too." Because we can't forget the fact that when He gives us what we need and we have Him, that's where we find the ultimate joy. Absolutely. There is so much joy in knowing Him. It's so Right now, this season is the delight of my life. Yeah. I, I don't need the things that I thought I wanted. I need what He thinks I need. That's right. And through that, there is joy in
1: that. There is no greater peace than to be right with God. There really isn't. And yeah. uh, so we're looking forward to what he's going to continue to do uh, with you. He's So much has already been done. And, of course, he receives the glory. Uh, but let me tell you something. You and, and your family uh, have—there's have, two things that happen when people are tested, and Scripture talks about this throughout Scripture. Uh, they either turn away from God, uh, and then they fail the test that their faith is not genuine, are they run toward God, and they glorify God, and uh, you and your family are definitely doing the latter. So thank you for your obedience, and we're excited to see what and God— And keep us posted. Yeah, yeah let let us, what's going on with yeah. you? If you're in the neighborhood, come see us. Come see us always.
0: Thank you, brother. You guys too as well. Thanks for having me.
1: Granger Smith, thanks for being with us, and thanks to each and every one of you for joining us for this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. you'
0: you